Welcome, and thanks for tuning in to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Today, I want to challenge you to get conscious about when you say yes and when you say no. Now, when we're just starting out in business, we often say yes to everything. And this really helps us get clear about what type of clients we want to work with, or maybe what your services are what your target market is, or to adjust your pricing. But as you move along your journey, it becomes necessary for you to be more diligent about how you spend your time. There's a really clear correlation between saying yes and saying no. Once you learn how to say no to the things you feel obligated to do, then you can start to say yes to more things that you really enjoy doing. And that will net you greater results. So here's what we're gonna learn today. First segment, we're going to get really conscious and we're gonna talk about why so many of us struggle to say no. In our second segment, we're gonna talk about how building your no muscle will help you as an entrepreneur. In our third segment, we're gonna look at the relationship between yes and no. And then in our last segment, I'm gonna give you five tips for saying no. But first, I want to start with a story. So I don't know about you, but I am a morning person. I love getting up early. I'm not a night owl. I never have been. I like to go to bed early just so that I can get up early. And I'm a big believer in early morning workouts because then they become non-negotiable. I always find if you leave your workouts to the end of the day, there's just too many things that, you know, could come up throughout the day, too many excuses. So I believe in making it a priority and getting it done first thing in the day. So a couple weeks ago, I rock up to early morning yoga class, as in 6.15 yoga class. And as I approach the studio, there's a really large gathering of people out front of the door. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, the yoga teacher slept in. That was my first thought. And then my second thought was, oh, thank goodness it wasn't me. And this experience led me into a little reflection on me and my business and how I'm spending my time these days. So for years, I taught early morning classes, which I loved. But we always joke that when you teach first thing in the morning, you sleep with one eye open because you're worried about sleeping in and missing getting up to go teach class. So last year, I had to make a big decision. I decided to give up all my last yoga classes here in the city so that I could 100% focus on my business. And so much has changed since then. And obviously, I miss teaching and I miss my students seeing them regularly. But I was really feeling the crunch of limited hours in my schedule. So I had to make the tough decision to say no to teaching. And to be honest, as soon as I unplugged that safety net of teaching, I noticed a massive shift in my business. 
And I'm a big believer in the side hustle where you develop your business on the side while you have guaranteed revenue coming in. But I've also seen people use this as an excuse to not do the things that are really necessary, the things that they need to do to really grow their business. And their business really, quite honestly, never takes off the ground. So I believe that at some point, and only you will know when, you've got to take and put that stake in the ground and really say, this is my business, and only then, that's when it will take off. But here's the catch. Sometimes this involves saying no to things that we really love. I didn't stop teaching because I stopped loving teaching. I took a big picture view of what I wanted for my business. And in order to launch this podcast and start building a global community, I needed to make space in my schedule for this podcast. And so for me, that meant I had to say no to teaching in order to say yes to the podcast. So I know that some of you don't actually struggle with saying no, and that is awesome. Congratulations. Give yourself a pat on the back, and you don't have to listen to the rest of this episode. But for the rest of us, especially those of us who really suffer from the disease to please, saying no is a muscle that we have to build. And what's the best way to build a muscle? Here's a skill testing question for you. Is it either A, to avoid using it at all cost, or B, to use it all the time, no matter how scared you are, no matter how messy it is, and to really focus on just building the behavior and not being attached to the results. I hope you guessed B. And that's a little tough love for you today. I know that when we're scared or when we don't like doing something, we sometimes want to avoid it at all costs. But this is unconscious behavior. Sadly, it doesn't get us anywhere, but more riddled with guilt, more stuck. So when we avoid something, we never, ever, 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 ever get better at it, do we? But if we try it and we keep trying it, we'll get better at it. And it will get easier, I promise. Remember that Wayne Gretzky quote, we fail at 100% of the shots that we don't take. Hey, do you remember when we talked about the hard epidemic way back in episode four? The hard epidemic happens when we label something as being hard in an excuse to avoid having to do it. Well, I think this is a good time to remind ourselves about this epidemic because I think it also applies to this example of saying no. It's not hard, it's just new. Saying no is a perfect example of mindset and how we really need to master ours. So here's a few reasons why we struggle with saying no. First, and I named this before, the disease to please. We have this image consultant saboteur that is worrying about what other people are thinking about us. But I guarantee you, they're not thinking about you anywhere near as much as you think they are. Chances are, they're just thinking about themselves. So you gotta let this one go. Number two, it's a little hit of happiness. We really authentically want to help others and say yes because it feels good. We're going to do something new. We're going to do something exciting. Maybe we're going to go make somebody else happy in the process. It just feels good to say yes. 
but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Saying no when you really in your heart want to say no to something can also feel equally good and really powerful. I promise. Third, third reason why we struggle saying no. Sometimes we're in a routine and we don't even realize that we have an option. And this is really simple and obvious, but sometimes we just are in the routine of saying yes right away or we're in a rut of saying yes and we don't even realize that we have the option to say no. So this is a good opportunity for you to check in Take an inventory and see if there's anything that you are doing right now out of obligation. And lastly, we lack the tools. If saying no is an underdeveloped muscle for you, then I'm going to help you out. I'm going to give you some great tools today that are going to help you dive in and get started. Don't you worry, I've got you covered. So I want to give you some more tough love. As an entrepreneur, it is your time, not money, that is your most precious resource. I always find it curious when people are so careful about spending money when they're in business, like every single dollar, but they'll waste their time in droves, either on social media or doing activities that are completely useless. And I really want to stay here for a minute because this is an important conversation to have and a really big mistake that I see a lot of us make. We often act as though money is our most precious resource, but it actually isn't. It's time. There are always more creative ways to make more money. You can actually charge more money. You can save more money. You can barter services. You can reduce your expenditures. But you can never, ever, ever, I don't care how good you are at math, you can never put more hours into your day. And I see people will stress out about a small expenditure, but if you think about what that investment will save you in time, then it clearly becomes worth it. I think about this all the time, the opportunity cost when I'm committing to a task, and it helps me to make financial decisions. So I think if I could outsource this simple admin task and have someone else do it, could that free up my time to increase the amount of money that I make? And I agree, it's good to be careful about expenses, yes. But don't spend more time worrying about expenses and missing out on finding innovative ways to make more money. I once had a roommate who had the weirdest habit. He was obsessive about rolling up the toothpaste tube to get out every last single drop. And I like to save and be cautious too, but this was utterly obsessive. Like he would literally spend 30 minutes rolling out an extra, I don't know, say 10 cents worth of toothpaste from the tube. For me, when I looked at him doing something like that in the middle of his workday, that would be for him the opportunity cost of say making $500. And that was time that he wasn't working. He was focusing on the toothpaste. And so this drove me crazy, but somehow it made perfect sense to him. Always remember to come back to the big picture view when you make decisions about how you spend your money. And more importantly, about how you spend your time. 
So I want you to think about yes and no as being two sides of a coin. And they are directly related because remember, you have a finite amount of hours in the day. So I wanna see if I can help you do some troubleshooting here. Do you ever feel like there aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done that you want? Then maybe it's time for you to take an inventory about how you're spending your time and see if there's anything in your schedule that you need to start saying no to in order to fit in the yes activities. Sometimes when we remember this correlation between yes and no and how they're directly related, it will help us see perspective and feel less guilty about saying no to something. Simply ask yourself, what is on the other side of this? When you say no to something, what does that leave space for you to say yes to? And there's an added bonus about saying no to something. And this is an accelerator. When you say no to something, you're not only freeing up time, but you just might be living true to your values and honoring who you are. So what do I mean by that? This is an example of doing something that you don't really wanna do, but you do out of obligation or because you don't wanna be rude. If you lack the courage to say no, you just might get stuck wasting time doing something that you don't wanna do. And that might make you be resentful. Unspoken truths are seeds of resentment, and that is a great tweetable, I'll say it again. Unspoken truths are seeds of resentment. And if we can learn to say no, it feels powerful, and we can live honestly, and we don't carry any regret. That is what being conscious is all about. Sometimes people think it might be rude to say no, so they fake a yes. And for some of you, this might have been planted at the social or cultural level. Here's a personal example. I have to be honest, I really loved the precious three years that I spent in England. I know that my time there really helped to shape who I am. But I can say with 100% confidence that I never fit in. And it doesn't matter how long I would have stayed, I would have never fit in. There's something so overly polite about English culture that just never really landed with me. I remember being at a trade show with one of my English colleagues one day, and it was an event marketing exhibition. So all of the booths there were featured properties or event spaces from around the UK, trying to promote their property for either corporate events or for retreats. And I distinctly remember her being completely mortified by me. And as we made our way around the show to view all the different booths, we would take the time to talk to some of the reps and you know, people tried to give us their collateral or sign us up to their mailing list. And if this was a property that I wasn't interested in or I didn't think was a good fit, then I would just say, no, thank you. Or thanks, but you know what, I think I'll pass. And she was mortified. And she told me that that's not something that English people do. You have to just smile politely and pretend that you actually do want their brochure and then go home with a bunch of crap brochures that you'll never look at. And that's just not really how I roll. If I'm not interested in something, I'm not gonna waste your time putting me on your mailing list just so that I can unsubscribe the first time you send me an email. But hey, 
That's just me. So next, I want to give you five tips to help you starting to say no. Tip number one, delay your response. So respond with, I'll think about it, instead of instantly accepting and saying yes. This way, you get to buy yourself some time to actually check in with your schedule to see if it's a good fit, to check in with yourself and see if it's something that really makes your heart sing. Tip number two, express your gratitude. So don't be all weird and awkward in the moment. Be sure to tell them, hey, thanks. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for inviting me. But I'm going to have to pass. Tip number three, ask permission to get back to them. So you could say something like, hey, can I have time to think about this? Or can I check my schedule and get back to you? This is a great way to buy yourself some time, but you're asking permission and you're putting it in a positive sense. Tip number four, the counter offer, the classic counter offer, which we love in coaching. Say no to what they're offering. And if you're really compelled to meet them halfway, maybe you can offer something else. So you might want to say no to a meeting in person, but maybe yes to a quick little phone chat. And tip number five, provide context. So explain why you're saying no and give them a reason and some context. This will help you keep your image consultant saboteur at bay. Remember that you are a leader and you just might inspire other people to start building their no muscle too. So let's recap those five tips. Number one, delay your response. Two, express gratitude. Three, ask permission to get back to them. Four, counter offer. And number five, provide context. When in doubt, tell the truth. It's not only the right thing to do, it's not only something that feels good, but the truth is the most efficient way to go. If you tell a little white lie about why you can't do something, and then you might get asked again. And then if you didn't explain the real reason the first time, guess what? Then you're going to have to make up a new little white lie and then a lie to cover up the lie. And well, you know, you see where this is going. Let's bring back the lost art of honesty. Let's make integrity sexy. Are you with me? And telling the truth is just plain more efficient. I don't think we give people enough credit. If you say no and you explain why, people get it, seriously. And a little more tough love, if you do explain why and they don't get it, well, these clearly are not your people. Here comes a tweetable. What other people think of you is none of your business. And I want to throw out one more thing to consider. Telling a little white lie to avoid hurting someone's feelings might actually be doing them harm. Let's say your friend is hosting a workshop and you don't actually really want to go. So you fake an excuse and you say, hey, that looks amazing and I'd really love to go, but I can't. You're giving them false data. So there might be any number of reasons why you don't want to go. It might be expensive. It might not be relevant or interesting to you. It might be on a night that you're busy or it might be too low on your priority list. But you're giving your friend false data when you don't 
tell them the truth. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode. I hope that you really think about mastering the art of no. Start building your no muscle. I would really love to hear from you. Are you inspired by any of the tips that we talked about today? Are you a PhD in saying no? Do you have any great tips that you want to share with us? I would love to hear them. Head over to my Facebook page forward slash The Corporate Yogi and share your tips because we really want to hear them. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development that you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it. Thank you.